do you ever feel on top of the world one day and then the very next day you just feel awful? Well, I've actually had that in the past, especially when I started recording my podcasts and especially once I started making major growth in my personal development journey. So the first example I remember very well is back in the early days, like episode 20 on my podcast, I remember I was really into expanding my comfort zone and I was figuring out different ways to expand my comfort zone. So the first thing I did was cold email random companies or random local businesses in my area, which if you question whether that actually expanded my comfort zone, it absolutely did. Even though it was just an email, it was still outside of my comfort zone. That's how far, like, that's how small my comfort zone was at the time. Literally just like eight, probably a hundred days ago. And the then once that got too easy and I got comfortable with that, I moved on to cold calling. And that was like the next jump. That was like super difficult for me. I remember I was sitting in my basement right here where I'm sitting. And I was just like looking at my phone, contemplating whether I should actually hit the call button or not. And then once I actually did hit the call button, I was hoping that they didn't answer. And I remember the first call that I had, it was, I was really nervous. Like my voice was shaky and I look back at it fondly because I'm just really like proud of the growth that I made. Literally like four months ago, I was super nervous to even call a random business. And then once that got too easy, which to be honest, I'm not quite sure if it got really like too easy because I only did it like two or three times. But the reason why I was doing all this was because I wanted to build funnels, which is like websites. I wanted to build websites for my local businesses in my community. And no one was like accepting the offer on the phone. And one person that I called said, oh yeah, well, I mean, I'm not like the manager, but you can like stop by and see like and talk to us in person. And so that gave me the idea that, okay, I'm definitely not going to be getting any people accepting this offer that I have on the phone or on email. And so I decided to start going in person. And the first day that I went in person, that was probably the scariest moment ever. That was the scariest moment all summer. And I just remember getting, like having, making the decision. I was like, I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow came and I went to the park with my friend and I was telling him like, yeah, this is something I intend to do. But, and then I listed off a bunch of reasons why I couldn't do it. Just classic trying to resist or trying to steer off course just classic resistance and like throughout that whole time at the park I'm very grateful because my friend was like really patient he basically said he never like up front said you have to do it anyways he basically like slowly but surely started to tip the scales in me and we were we were meditating during that at that day it was a really nice day out and we were both uh, shirtless and barefoot at the park and it was really sunny out, nice and warm. And we were just laying on our backs in the grass meditating and I just had one thought in my head, like I have to do this, but I don't want to. And then towards the end of the meditation, I got up and uh, we were like getting ready to leave. And right when I got up from the meditation, he's, my friend said like, so what? what's your what are you going to do? What's your critical task today? Cause we had, we would always like figure out what the one task is every day that we needed to move forward. And so he asked me that. And then I was like, I'm, I'm going to do it. And so from there I decided to, I'm pretty sure I went home and then showered. And then I got, I was like, 
completely silent the whole entire time I got home. I remember my dad like talking to me and I would give him like one one word responses. And then like I was doing my preparation, like trying to figure out what that person's name was, trying to figure out what business to even go to in the first place. And so after all was said and done and I figured out where I was going, it was this flower shop. And so I remember like figuring out their address and then getting all my stuff together, getting on my bike. And my dad was like, I'm pretty sure my dad said like, where are you going? And I was like, flower shop. And then I just left. Like I didn't explain anything because I just wanted, I was just locked in. Like I knew that one, one moment of doubt and I would have just not done it. And so I was just avoiding that doubt at all costs and literally just not even thinking about anything except for doing it. And I was like shaking the whole time. And I remember when I, like, when I told my dad where I was going, he was like, I was just like, I remember my voice was like terrified. And so on the bike ride there, I biked all the way down. And I was like thinking, I was just so nervous. My feet, I remember one time my feet got like light um, just because I was like, getting really nervous and like my stomach was dropping sometimes super nerve-wracking and I made it there I biked there and I arrived at the shop it was a flower shop in my in my town and I like tried to go in and there was a sign on the door it said we're closed until like and it gave a date which was probably like three weeks later and there was two like sides to the reaction. There was one side where I was relieved, but then like a smaller side where I was a little disappointed because I knew this was going to be a big like change in my, is going to be a turning point in my life because I discovered during the summer while I was doing all these comfort zone challenges, I discovered that the like when you expand your comfort zone and you have like when you do something that expands your comfort zone immensely like that did to the point where you're like almost paralyzed in act into inaction and you actually f- like conquer that fear that's a huge turning point in your life and so the like outside of me was relieved that I didn't have to do it and then another side of me was disappointed and to be honest the disappointed was like way buried down inside of me like I was mostly relieved and then I like walked around the corner trying to figure I was just walking aimlessly because I was like well should I go home and call it a day and do it again tomorrow or should I actually go find another place and so after a little bit of contemplation I decided to go find another place and I found another flower shop just on the other side of town. And this time I biked all the way there and I have like, I'm a really sweaty person. So, and it was hot out and I was just sweating. I remember I was wearing a black shirt. I always wear a black shirt because I don't like the, I get a lot, I get really bad pit stains. So I always wear a black shirt to hide the pit stains But I, but because of that, I have to wear gray shorts or white shorts because I like to have like opposite colors. And so I was like biking all the way down and I was already sweaty, but I had to bike all the way across town and I was just like drenched by the time I got there. I had to like quickly cool off. I locked my bike and then. I was like looking at the place and I crossed the street over to it and I was just like so nervous. I remember like right when I got to the door and I knew that it was for real because I saw people inside, I like my stomach dropped so much and like I just lost all consciousness. Not really, but it was almost as if my brain was just clouded. Like I didn't, I just didn't exist anymore and I was just on autopilot. It was like, a a really weird it was just me like falling asleep to protect myself and 
so I like walked in and I remember like walking up to the person and I was like I I knew her name and so because I looked it up and I was like but there was like two workers there and I didn't know which one was her and so I was like um is Elizabeth here and I was like extremely nervous I was literally like shaking in my voice and I was talking to her. She like the person I was talking to was the person I needed to talk to. And she was like, oh yeah. But she kind of, I could tell that she didn't really have any time because she was like dealing with a client or a customer. And so I waited for her to finish dealing with the customer. And then I like started to talk to her and then I was talking and I was just really nervous and I just wanted to get out of there. Just wanted to get out of there. So what I did was I was just like, okay, well, can you like, do you want my, my email or my number? And she was like, yeah, sure. Um, or no, she asked me that because she didn't want like me there anymore, but she wanted to like end the conversation respectfully. And so she was like, oh yeah, can I just get your number? Cause I, I'm a little busy right now. And so I gave her my number and she wrote it down and then I left. And then I remember like walking away because I was wearing gray shorts. I remember walking away like sideways because I knew that my gray shorts were stained, like not stained, but I had like sweat, um, along my butt (laughs) on my shorts. So then I left and that was like the craziest thing ever. And then I was like, okay, that helped me expand my comfort zone. So I wanted to go and do it again. So I did it. I made a deal with myself and I was doing it one, like I was doing it once a day, every day. So I went to different places, uh, similar experiences, just rejection. But at that point I wasn't really doing it for the, like building the website anymore. I was just doing it for the comfort zone. And so it got to the point where I was like, okay, this is kind of going to, this is going to get too easy soon because I, I created a framework and I discovered that it usually takes about like five times to do something once a day for five days. And then after five days of doing it every day, then it's going to be inside your comfort zone or at least really close. And at this time it was probably like four, three or four times already. And so I was like, okay, what's the next step? Cause I really want to expand my comfort zone again. And I decided, I realized that it was to cold approach girls and like ask for their numbers. And so I talked to my friend about it. The same person who said, I got to do it anyways. The same person I was at the park with meditating. I talked to him and we both decided to go and we were both extremely scared, but I was at, how I, I was at such an advantage because I had just expanded my comfort zone so much. So I kind of knew what the feelings were and I knew that all I had to do was just push through. And so we went to the mall and asked like maybe 10 girls for their numbers each. And the last girl, I got her number. And so that was like an awesome experience. I'm pretty sure I talked about it on like episode 20 or 21, either one. And then I remember like, that I was like super high energy. I was so hype. We were like screaming and yelling and getting ex- like we we're explosive. And then the next day when I woke up, I just had extremely low energy. Like I was on top of the world yesterday. And then I, the, the next morning I was super low energy and like my podcast was bad the next day and all of that. And so That's like the first example of me being on top of the world. And then the next moment, like the next day I was like low. And this is, this had happened a few times since that day. And it, it tended to happen like literally the day after going to the mall and expanding my comfort zone often. And so we'd, we'd ended up doing the mall three times and then we kind of just stopped doing it. But that's like, that's a story that I like to tell because I'm relating it to today. Yesterday, I was like feeling pretty good because I I was on episode 100. 
I just got to 100 episodes, triple digits, huge accomplishment for a podcaster. That means I'm probably in like the top 0.1% or something like that of podcasts. And then like today I woke up and I was like, just my normal tiredness, just like a little bit lost focus, but nothing really out of the ordinary when I woke up and I like did my morning routine and today there was no school. So I decided that I was going to go to the park and do cardio because I haven't done cardio in a long time. And that's something that is definitely affecting my health negatively. And like, that's the one thing I need to do to like get my health back up and get my focus and all that stuff back. And so I decided that I was going to go to the park and do cardio. But before that I was like, on my parents bed wrestling with my dog just playing with her and I was like she had a a ball in her mouth and I was like laying on my side trying to pull the ball out and I was like holding you know how when you are tugging hard on something and then it finally gives and like all that momentum sends your arm flying well, it was a moment like that where I was tug, I was like trying to pull the ball out of my dog's mouth. And then I like literally smashed, like she released the ball and then I smashed my nose like with my hand. So I basically punched myself in the nose. And then like I have a weak nose where literally I get nosebleeds fairly often, especially during the change of like temperature when it gets dry. And so I knew that I definitely was going to get a nosebleed because even times where I just like tap my nose, like, or bump it a little bit, I tend to get nosebleeds. Like my nose is really weak. I remember one time I was in gym class and we had a sub and we were in the wrestling room for our gym class. And so we were just doing nothing. And me and a a group of like guys were getting like rowdy and we we I wrestled this one dude because everyone wanted to see who would win a match between me and this other guy in wrestling and I had to prove myself so we wrestled and I ended up winning but he like I like bumped my nose on something and got a nosebleed and so I had to like run to the bathroom so like my I have a really weak nose and so going back to the story this morning when I like hit myself in the nose I like knew that it was coming so I instantly like started to hold my hand under my nose to catch like the blood and ran to the bathroom and the blood was gushing out like this morning the blood was like actually gushing out like more more off or more more than usual and so I was like trying I was like blowing it out trying to like get it all out as quick as possible. And then I eventually like actually tried to clog it to actually get it to clog. And I was just sitting there for a few minutes, just like blood flowing out of my nose. And so eventually it ended and I didn't really think anything of it. I just like cleaned up the area and then I filled up my water bottle and then left to go to the park. And so I like ran or I biked to the park And then once I got to the park, I remember there was like moments where I was like feeling a little like dazed, but not really that bad. I just assumed it was because I was out of shape. And so I did my sprints. I just like once I got there, I decided to do 10 sprints. And like some of them were just uh, across the soccer field the short way. Some of them were there and back. Some of them were diagonal across the soccer field. Uh, Some of them were all the way across the park and back. So, like, they were varied in lengths and distances. And I was there for, like, 45 minutes. I got a pretty good workout in. And then for the last sprint on once I got to my 10th sprint, I decided to go all the way across the park and all the way back. So it was a pretty far sprint. And, like, that was I was like catching my breath for quite some time cuz I'm I'm out of shape and uh so then I like this whole time when I was at the park I just kind of felt like 
you know, head rushes, like when you are laying down for a long time and then you get up too quick. I kind of felt like that, but it was just like a uh, instant moment. It was just like a zoom and then it went back to normal. And I didn't really think much of it. And then I bike home from the park. And when I got home, I was like, I took a shower, my normal cold shower. And when I was in the cold shower, I just felt like not normal. It was weird because I just thought that I was like getting sick or something. Because when I was taking my cold shower, it was cold, but I wasn't really feeling like you know how when you take a cold shower you can feel the shock and you can like feel it the whole time yeah I felt it and I felt the shock but it was just kind of like dimmed or dampened and so I finished the shower and then I was like oh my gosh and I was like really I was really tired and so I like went into the back couch it was like 10 o'clock at this time I went to the back couch and turned on the heater because we have like this portable heater that heats sends like heat out and then we I literally just sat there for like two hours just sitting there thinking I don't like use my phone so and I wasn't like reading or anything I was just sitting there staring blankly at the heater and then like I fell asleep and I was like I was falling asleep and then sitting there and then just laying there with my eyes closed, like all kinds of things. And I was just so tired to get up. And then when all was said and done, four hours passed. Like I was just, and I wasn't sleeping the whole time. I was just like laying there kind of with my eyes closed. And then I was also just standing, like sitting there with my eyes open, just staring blankly in in like deep thought or something like that. And so four hours passed and I was like, okay, something's definitely up. And I was like, this whole time I thought I was getting sick and my mind was like weak. My mental control was a little weak. So I wasn't really applying principles of transurfing. I was just kind of like indifferent. I wasn't really thinking negatively or positively. So I was just a little indifferent. So I was kind of applying transurfing principles, but not too much. And so I made it to like towards the end I was like what is going on with me like what happened like why am I so tired right now and then this like thought instantly just popped into my mind and I I remembered about the bloody nose and so I was like oh maybe I'm like maybe I lost a lot of blood and so I I have an Alexa on my back like behind my back couch and so I was like, okay. And I asked Alexa, um, what are the symptoms of like blood loss? And it was like dizziness, like, and yellowing of skin, yellowing of eyes. I didn't, I don't think I had the yellowing of skin and I didn't check my eyes, but I, I'm, I may have had dizziness and I wasn't really dizzy, but I was just like super dazed. And so from there, I just made the conclusion that I just had blood loss. I lost some blood because I had an option. I could either say that I was sick or I could decide that I was, I lost some blood and I would just recover quickly. So I decided that I lost some blood and I asked Alexa, like what, what to do? I asked, I asked the Alexa, like a few questions. I was like, what do you do? after or how do you recover from blood loss and she said you drink like more water and then you eat foods high in iron and I was already drinking more water because I was just like I didn't like know to drink more water but I was already drinking more water and at this point of time I got up like before I figured out about my like, okay, go. let's rewind the story. I forgot to tell you that. After four hours passed, I got up and started to cook my lunch, and it was burgers. And usually I have burgers and then chicken breast, but today I decided just to eat burgers because I had been bulking for a few weeks straight now. And yesterday, I, or two days ago, I think I ate too much too quick and so I had like that feeling in my stomach where it was like exploding 
and then yesterday it carried on and then this morning it carried on so I decided to kind of eat less calories than normal and so I just had burgers today and I finished cooking the burgers and went to the back couch and sat down and then figured out about my blood thing and then I asked Alexa how to recover drink water and then high iron food and so I was like oh well I'm drinking a lot of water and I don't know what foods have a lot of iron so I asked Alexa if uh, ground beef is high in iron and she said yeah it's really high in iron so I was I had like the perfect recovery meal so I finished eating that drink some more water and I was still like super dazed super like tired and so I like just laid back down on the couch for another couple hours and then I remember just sitting there like there's this one thought that is like consuming my mind over the past couple weeks and it's that first of all my podcast may be too long in length because daily one hour episodes is like very taxing and it's also difficult to come up with enough to say in one for one hour every day and it's also in a couple weeks I'm going to vacation and I want to have that entire week just to rest and not do any podcasting so I want to prepare for it and record seven extra episodes so I can have all of those days like scheduled episodes for so that means I have to do double episode days like for seven days or I have to do like triple episode days or quadruple episode days like all that and that also means that I have to come up with like seven hours worth of content to say and I've just been struggling to say one hour of content every day so I was sitting on the back couch and I was like I really do not want to podcast today like I want to take a rest day and I could I absolutely could and this is today by the way a couple hours ago I absolutely could have skipped today because I have seven episodes or I well today it's six episodes scheduled but once I'm finished recording this episode I'll I have seven episodes scheduled ahead of time so I could have taken a rest day today, but then I was like, well, but that, that means that I'm going to have to do another double episode day to compensate. So I just figured that I was just going to tough it out and record anyways. And the, uh, once I, I was just laying there on the back couch and I kept on asking Alexa what time it was. And then the time like passed by and by and I knew that I had to get up from the couch by 2.30 in order to actually get to bed in time. Because that's how long it takes me to record and post and then like edit and stuff. Or also to meditate beforehand. And today I wanted to get, I wanted to get done. I want to get, I wanted to get to bed early because I'm like super tired and I feel like it would be beneficial to get to bed early. So I decided to get up at like two o'clock and I went to meditate and it was actually a pretty good meditation. I, I was expecting my like brain to fall asleep the whole time, but it was the opposite. Like my body fell asleep perfectly. Like that was one of the deepest sleep that my body's been in, in meditation. And then I was like, I, I had fair amount of control over my thoughts. Like I was pretty focused like I didn't really lose focus and fall asleep at all throughout that whole meditation and it also helped that for the past like couple weeks I've been doing the same tape on the gateway experience during my meditation I've been doing the same tape over and over and over again and it's I'm not doing it for like that specific tape like the tape is meant for asking questions to your higher self but I always just use it just for my own purposes and ignore everything that Bob Monroe says and so that kind of got like old and I switched to the one month patterning today and I went through that whole thing and I was I was very like focused and concentrated and so mind you this whole time I'm like still like lightheaded or not lightheaded but like dazed and so I it was just getting time to get out of the meditation and I was like okay 
I know like my current state that my body is in. And so I got up and it, I was like really slow with getting up because I didn't want to like get a head rush and I didn't want to like mess. Like I didn't want to hurt myself. So I got up very slowly and I like sat down and just like, um, just got myself oriented and then I stood up and everything was still like a little dazed. And then I stood up, went into my closet to put my blanket and my pillow away. And I had like this moment of normalness and then it went back to like dazed and I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta go downstairs and record. And I was, I walked downstairs and I was trying to figure out what to say for today's episode. Cause I always come downstairs and take some, like write down some notes for what to say. And surprisingly, I actually came up with a lot of notes today because there are, I'm like, my TikTok is growing like linearly right now. So I'm gaining like two to five followers every day right now. As of recording this, I have 29 followers on my TikTok. And so I'm growing linearly and that means I'm getting some comments and some likes. And a lot of the times I go on my TikTok and check the comments for inspiration on what to say for today's episode. And there was one person who posted or commented on one of my episodes where I was talking about limiting beliefs and she asked like for more limiting beliefs. And so that is what I'm doing right now. And let's get into the limiting beliefs because I just talked about the first two things of notes and then the last thing of note is all about limiting beliefs. And so the way I define limiting beliefs is beliefs that one has that limits their success. So just think about that. If you have certain beliefs and beliefs are something that like more or less you choose to maintain and you choose to have, like you can you have some control over your beliefs. It may take a little bit to actually overcome them and acquire new ones, but like you definitely can change your beliefs. And so if you have beliefs that are keeping you down, like there was one concept that I talked about a couple, uh, I don't know how long ago, but I talked about it on my podcast before. Um, I basically drew a big circle on a piece of paper and I said like, that's your limits. Like that's your true capacity, like that big circle. And let's say that's like a hundred meters in diameter. So it's a hundred meters wide. And then I drew like a tiny little circle in the middle and it was like a quarter of a centimeter wide in diameter. So you have this massive circle And then you have this tiny little circle you can't even see. And I labeled that tiny little circle. You're like what you think your limits are. So your perception for limits. And it's, it's, I'm learning that it's actually that tiny little circle is like what's, it's like what's programmed into us by society. Like the school system is a big culprit that basically programs you to have small beliefs. And so if you have that tiny little circle is what your current like beliefs think you're capable of. And then that massive circle is what you're actually capable of. That means that you have limiting beliefs that are limiting like 99.9% of your potential. So it would make sense And okay, the nature of beliefs, like you can change your beliefs. You can actually control that. So it makes sense to want to actually expand that tiny little circle, right? And that's like what I've been on a mission to do because I understood that I had a tiny circle and I had the potential to a massive circle of beliefs. And so I realized that your limiting beliefs is what's keeping you restricted. It's what is keeping you like in that small circle. And the comment of that person made on my post was like, she wanted to learn more about 
more limiting beliefs and how to destroy them. Because my post was about how to, it was about the fact that you're limiting your own potential through your beliefs. And it was also about like, you. there's two steps. You have to actually discover your limiting beliefs and then you have to destroy them. And I didn't really give much more than that. And she asked like about more. And so what I, what I did or what I'm doing now is I'm talking about more. So for when I was writing my notes for today's episode, I was doing a little research because I was trying to figure out like what different limiting beliefs there are. I was brainstorming and then I was also looking it up online. And a few of the things that I came up with were uh, the fear of is a limiting belief. So like fear of death, failure, or rejection. That's a limiting belief. So going back to the story of how I went to the mall and like asked for girls' numbers, like the fear of rejection is something that tends to like be a big preventer for people actually doing that. Now, I was aware that I didn't really care about success in that case. It was just for the comfort zone. So I'm not quite sure what my fear was maybe it was just like fear of death because it was something foreign and it was like your limiting beliefs are like a a survival mechanism it you have them to keep you alive like your brain thinks that it's actually helping you to survive and so it could potentially be my fear of death kicking in that prevented me from actually walking up to a girl and asking for her number so and that's it may sound like crazy because the fear of death is like quite a big thing just for a small little action like that, but that's how it works. And like I said, society like implants all these limiting beliefs. Fear of death is one of the big ones. Um, I was reading a book about like dying called Die Wise, and I only got like a third of the way done. And I was talking about it on episode 99. And I remember it may potentially be because I couldn't handle that book yet. But that's... uh fear of death and fear of failure it's actually kind of ironic because a lot of times people don't do something because they're afraid of failure but when you don't do something you're failing inherently because you didn't do it so you didn't even have a chance like there's a a quote that is very popular it's like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take so imagine like you're in a basketball game and you're just dribbling around and you have a shot ready and you decide not to take it because you have a fear of missing it. Well, that fear of failure is like preventing you from actually taking that shot. And it's like a survival mechanism. Mechanism. It's like, oh, if I fail this, maybe I'll die. But the fact is, if you miss it's the same as not taking it. Like if you don't take the shot and then you also miss, it's the same outcome. No goal, no points scored. Like zero points added to your score. But then when you actually take the shot, then you have an opportunity to actually score. So then if you actually score, then that's a win. So the you miss 100% of the shots you don't take really is a good quote, but it's like very ironic because we have a tendency to not want to do things because we're afraid of failing, even though not doing it is giving you the same results as failing. So you're inherently failing if you don't do something because of the fear of failing. So you're actually like, if you want to go, if you want to protect yourself for real, then you just do it anyways because then you'll have that potential of not failing. If you fear failing so much and you think that you'll die from it, then just take the shot and then you may actually succeed because you're guaranteed failure if you don't take the shot. And then you're... uh... Okay, there's another one that I saw online and it said... What would you like to achieve but are not working towards? So just quite like ask yourself, what would you like to achieve? So a popular one is 
you would like to achieve riches or you would like to achieve a good job or financially freedom like most people would want financial freedom like i can't name a single person that would not want financial freedom now people could say that they they're fine with where they're at but i truly believe that not a single person would reject financial freedom so let's just say financial freedom if that's something you desire why are you not working towards it that in itself is a limiting belief because you desire it so then you want it and things that you want like things you have desires for are things you actually want in your life so if you have this desire then why would you not try and achieve it well the answer to that question is because you have limiting beliefs it could be fear of failure fear of death fear of the unknown it could be like you don't even think it's possible like you don't even think you have what it takes which that one you don't think you have what it takes is a big one that i used to have like i remember i was playing like video games back in the day and i was like seeing all of these all these people on tiktok that were like free they were rich and they could do whatever they want and i was like i didn't even question or i didn't even like think to that i could have that for myself because i simply just didn't think that it was possible for me i didn't think that i could even achieve such a thing but i'm realizing that like literally anyone can achieve it it's just that you have to expand that little circle to a little bit bigger so you're actually able to achieve it you have to learn how to do it you have to like figure out the way the world works you have to learn transurfing you don't even have to learn transurfing but i'm sure there's plenty of people that don't know about transurfing but they still follow like the laws of the world so the like if you desire something and you don't think that or you okay so if you desire something and given the opportunity you would incorporate into your life so financial freedom given the opportunity you would accept that into your life yet you're not going for it that's a big one and you have to question why that is and then i said okay so the next limiting belief is just your worldview it's like the way you perceive the world is a huge limiting belief because right now I'm rereading Reality Transurfing for the third time. For context, it's a 750-page book about like a specific worldview. And it's like probably like the best book that I've ever read or the most impactful to my life that I've ever read. That's how, like, and the fact that I'm reading a third time right now shows that I really believe that worldview is a big thing. And in the beginning of the book, it talks about other worldviews. It's saying like all worldviews are basically built off of un, what's the word? It's not like it's built off of principles that are not like possible to prove. Like it just, it's built off of principles that can't be proven. And that's all worldviews. And it went on to talk about like the, like the material worldview. I don't remember what it's actually called. I forgot, but it's pretty much where people believe that the world has immutable laws and it like behaves and works outside of ourselves. So the world acts and works through set immutable laws that we cannot affect. And people with that worldview tend to see like fate, their fate is being predetermined and their lot in life is what they get. So if you're born into poverty they, and you have that worldview, you tend to stay there because that's just how you perceive the world. And then the other worldview is like the world is an illusion and it's just like made up from our own consciousness. And I forgot like what people in that one do. But there's also another one where you have to like 
fight for your place under the sun and you are the warrior mindset. So you have to fight for things and actually fight the world to actually achieve things. So there's plenty of worldviews. And then the one that I'm trying to incorporate into the one that I am incorporating into my life is transurfing. And what this worldview says is that the world is a mirror. And it basically went through all the different worldviews and said that they're all right, but they're also all wrong in their own ways. And it's because the world is a mirror and it reflects your relationship to it. So if you believe in this one worldview, well, then the world is going to reflect that back to you. And then it's going to say, yes, this is how it works because it's a mirror. And then if you believe in a different worldview, it's going to reflect that back. And then if those two different people that have those two different worldviews, they try and argue about whose worldview is superior and whose is like actually real, but they're both right. That's like the thing. So what transurfing says is it's like based off of the principle that there's like variation in like the most fundamental quality of the world is that it has like, it's like very, it uh, is like variation. The most fundamental quality of the world is variation. And so the world is a mirror that reflects your relationship to it. And so transurfing is a means of basically taking charge of your reality and actually controlling reality to your like will. And that's the most powerful worldview that I've ever learned about so far, because the worldview I grew up with, I was basically destined to do exactly what everyone else in my town does. Go finish high school, go to college, get a diploma, get a crappy job, and then hope that I get a better job that I can spend the rest of my life working for somebody else's life, essentially. And then save up enough money to hopefully retire. That's the worldview I grew up with. So that worldview is crappy. And if the world is a mirror and I choose that worldview, then that's what I'm going to get. So then it would make sense if you can control and change your worldview, it would make sense to change it to something that you're actually going to get the most out of. In the beginning of the book, he talked about how it doesn't really matter how the worldviews work or like what they do. What really matters is what we can get out of them. Like if you have a a worldview and you're not really getting much out of it, like it's the one I described about how you have to go to college and get a job and work for 40 years, you're not getting much out of it. So if you just drop that worldview and then switch it to like a transurfing model, then you're going to have, you're going to get way more out of it. So choose a worldview that you're going to get a lot out of. And for me right now, that's transurfing because uh, to be honest, Transurfing is the only worldview that I've really learned about because I'm really early in my life. I'm only 18 years old and I'm also really early in learning about worldview in general. And Transurfing was just the first book that I stumbled upon about worldview. And to be honest, I wasn't even like intending to learn about worldview. I was just trying to learn about how to like, I was trying to learn how to improve your mind. That's like, that's how little I knew at the time. So that's, that's a big limiting belief, your worldview. Okay. And then the next one I said is your perceived skill in anything. This is one that I have like that I'm trying to destroy at the moment. Even today in today's episode, I mentioned that I may like it, it may be too much to record daily one hour episode podcasts. And that was basically me saying that I didn't have the skill to do that. So that's my perceived skill in podcasting. And then there's another thing. I I may have aphantasia, which means that you can't really meditate or not meditate. You can't really visualize. So I'm kind of blind in the mind's eye. So whenever I try to visualize, I don't really see anything. It's just blackness. But I can kind of feel things and I can kind of like feel the energy of things. So I can visualize in a sense, but not like see things. When I meditate, it's just black. But at times there are little like, let's not get into that. But pretty much that is a limiting belief that I have. 
my perceived skill in meditation. Right now I'm trying to, right now I'm working on the gateway experience, which is meditating so deep that you actually realize that you're more than your physical body and you can like explore your consciousness. And the uh, limiting belief that's deeply ingrained in me is the thought that I can't actually do the gateway experience because I have don't have the skill to be able to visualize. So that's a limiting belief that's preventing me from success. And so that's that's what I'm trying to fix at the moment. And then as well as what does that even say? Oh, TikToks. One thing um you may have a limiting belief if you're trying to get good at social media, you may have a limiting belief that you're not good at recording TikToks. So that's another thing. Okay. And one like personal thing that I've learned about is there's a limiting belief that people have when they're trying to get into podcasting or content creation in general. They believe that it's a crowded market and that you're not going to be able to like carve out your own niche. That's a limiting belief because it prevents you from even starting in the first place. Um, also like identity statements, like I am, I am bad at, I will never see success. I don't have enough to say, like, I don't, I am like all these identity statements. One of the things that one of my limiting beliefs is I don't ha- I, I say, I don't have enough to say during my podcast, which prevents me from recording daily one hour episodes, which is just a limiting belief. Okay, now that I spent like 30 minutes talking about different limiting beliefs that you could have, the second part to the person's question on the TikTok was, how do you overcome them? Like, how do you destroy your limiting beliefs? And so to be honest, I didn't really know how to. I just assumed that it goes along with the inner work. Like, you got to just learn about it and then come conscious of it and then just do like just do brute force and every single time you become conscious of it you like don't say that anymore and so I wasn't really comfortable with just saying that so I looked it up and I looked up what like how do you overcome limiting beliefs and there's four steps the first step is you become aware of them so you have to actually realize like what is keeping your circle small, like what's keeping your circle of potential success small and what's preventing it from being really big. And I listed a few examples and I listed some that I actually have. So that's the first step. You become aware of them. And then the second step is you figure out if they're true or not. So you actually have to like, Go through and see if they're valid. Like, see if there's evidence that supports them or not. So, for example, if one of my limiting beliefs right now is I don't have enough to say and I can't maintain one hour long podcasts. So, I look for evidence to prove that. And yes, over the past couple weeks, I've had a little, like, I didn't have too much to say. But today, I had a, um, a lot to say. Like today I was, I'm going to be able to finish this podcast speaking the whole time and like not running out of things to say. So that is kind of evidence that supports that it's false as well as the fact that I'm on episode 101. So the fact that I got to episode 101 proves that it's maintainable. If it was not maintainable, I would have ran out of things to say like 50 days ago or 60 days ago or earlier than this. So that's the second step. You figure out if it's true or not. And then the third step is you just do the inner work and you reframe it. They said like reframe it into something positive. But I just, I don't really know how to do that to be honest. So I just, and I didn't really read the article. I just like looked at the four steps and then wrote them down because I want to talk them, talk to them with my own knowledge. And I just said, like, do the inner work. So every single time 
you realize that you have that limiting belief, you just destroy it. Like one of the biggest limiting beliefs that a lot of people have, me included, is it has to do with money. So I grew up in the slow lane, which means that I grew up in a community where people tend to work a nine to five job for 40 years and save their money and live frugally and try and save for retirement and hopefully retire in 40 years. That's the slow lane. So I grew up with the worldview of living frugally and basically I don't deserve expensive things. Like that's a very limiting worldview. Because if you see like a yacht, a $50 million yacht, and you're like, oh, I cannot even afford that. If you see a $20, if you see a $100 mechanical toothbrush and you're like, oh, I can't afford that. Like that's really limiting for you. Because if you believe that you can't even afford that, if you believe that that's not for you, like there's one thing that I'm like, a lot of the times I see around me, people are like, oh, I, I can't. Like, I don't buy this types of stuff. And I was like, and I always like kind of think in my head, like, yeah, because that kind of stuff is not for us. Like, think about that for a moment. You see, like, if, okay, let's, let's just go from my perspective. You are in middle class. So that's your worldview. You basically see all the middle class items and you're like, oh, that's for me. Like, I, like, that's what I deserve in life. That's what I can have. But then you see like upper class items, like a nice couch, a nice house, a nice car, financial freedom. If you see all that stuff, you're like, oh no, that's not for me. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't deserve that. That's very limiting. And it's, it's honestly, it's very saddening because people are just holding themselves back. And to be honest, I still find myself asking like, how much does it cost? Like if I want something, I'm like, how much does it cost? With the intention of, if it's too much money, I'm not going to get it. But the thing is, there's a, a difference because I genuinely don't have any money right now. I'm just in the phase of transitioning to wealth. So I actually don't have money. So I have to play it smart. So I can't like go out and blow all my money. But the way that my worldview is set right now is whenever I see something like that, I think is expensive, like, oh, how much does it cost? And I hear the price. The difference is since my worldview is like closer to scarcity and middle-class and I hear a, a large number, a large price, and I hear that large price, then I have no intention of ever buying it. Like that's the difference. If you're in that transition phase, you have to be conscious of whenever you have a limiting belief towards money and you're, you hear that you like, it's expensive and you can't afford it right now. People tend to just like go with the idea that they're never going to get it. Like they're, they never intend to have it, but what needs to happen. And I'm just, I just realized this when I was just teaching you this just five seconds ago. I just realized that instead of telling your mind or your heart that you're never going to have it, say, I intend to have that in like later. Like I will have that eventually. Or like say something like that. Say, I will, I can't afford that. Just not right now. Like that's, that's what you should say. And then the fourth step, they wrote down, like, don't give up when you've experienced limiting beliefs, but I switched it to just keep going. Like one of my models, mottos is just start and just keep going. Like just start and don't stop. Like, especially today, I was really bummed, like, or not bummed, but I was really like low energy. Like I genuinely felt sick. Like I just told you the whole story of how I spent all day sleeping but I feel like today's episode was actually pretty good. So just keep going. Like I could have taken a break today, but I decided to just keep going. Like that's a big model. And there's a difference between taking a break when you actually need it. Like I probably should have taken a break today, but I, I want to save my breaks for when I'm at Dominican Republic for vacation in a few months. 
that's when I want to take a break and not have to not think about podcasting at all and take a one week break on the beach. Like that's, that's where you take a break. It's like the quality of breaks. So today's episode is ending literally right on time. Like I just ran out of things to say. Usually I would have to come up with random things to talk about, but it's one hour into the episode. So that's it for today's episode. Follow for more if you're interested and have a good day.